We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years, Andy Lou. I am. I haven't been in the Bay Area all month, uh, but I had to rearrange my schedule because I heard the new Big Three was playing a summer league game today, and I wasn't going to miss that for anything. You know, I went to the I went to the Liberty Aces game earlier. Uh, I may okay. have I may have literally sprinted out the door. When it ended, finding the first establishment to watch this game, and then you know, wait till halftime to move to my place. But you're, you're, yeah, by, by the way, you're not lying. I, I we were texting the entire time. I was laughing while I was at the gym watching the game, uh, t- seeing you run around Brooklyn uh, and New York, try to find a spot to watch a summer league Golden State Warriors game. Uh, the I dedication, was, the level of dedication from Light Years podcast. Uh, co-host Samus Fendiari. I was in Vegas. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm not telling you what city I'll be in next, guys. It's summer tour. <laughs> Thailand. Samus Fendiari summer tour coming to a city near you. <laughs> we'll see. Um, let's get to the game. Yeah. Let's get to the game. I think. Yeah. I think it's. You know, only the Warriors could somehow find a way to make us excited about summer league after winning a title, right? Yeah. Like usually when you win a title, you don't get to get excited. Usually you, you send out a squad, you know, um, maybe Andy's like high school teammate is on the summer league squad because like good teams don't have big time prospects, but the Warriors, the Warriors do, they do. There's no way around it. And uh, I thought there was, I thought we got everything tonight. That's where I'm at. We got everything. I mean, they, they had three big time prospects. Uh, we could start wherever. The funny thing is to quickly point out they're missing two of their prospects too. Like they're missing their number one pick this year as well as the, the second round pick that they traded up for. Uh, like those guys should be playing right now, which is hilarious because then uh, we're here. We're going to spend like 30, 40 minutes talking about the three guys that also should be playing. But it's just, it's just funny. The Warriors have, have a bunch of them. Um, where do you want to start? I, I feel like it should be Wiseman or Kaminga. So which one should we go with? I know, I know. Uh, Joey Lightyears wants us to start with Big Jim, but I want to start with Big John. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Um, look, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Kuminga. You, you know what? The, the funny thing when I watch Kuminga, I see like like okay, you want me to go pie in the sky like best case scenario? I see like Jimmy Butler oh, type yeah. stuff. I see that type of stuff where I'm just like. 
when he so like you could say you could say who are the the players you think of who get to the free throw line more than anyone. And usually people say Harden, but that's not a comment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like Giannis is too big of a freak being seven feet tall. There's a little Giannis oh, there, Sam. There is a little Giannis there, but yeah. It it just reminds me so much of Jimmy, um, where it's just like into your chest and it's like, you're either going to foul me or I'm going to make the shot. And, um, you know, it, it was sloppy. He needs to clean up his handle. He needs to get a better jump shot. He's got work to do. But it reminds me so much of like he's that's if we're looking at like the North Star of what we think Jonathan Kuminga could be, that is what I'm seeing. I'm with you 100 percent. I the thing about Kuminga is he's you can tell he's still not really going 100 percent, at least for the first few quarters of these games. And he's just kind of settling. But, dude, when he turns it on, I, I just kept thinking to myself last game and this game. And I thought he was much better tonight versus the, the first game. He, he's like a missile. He's like a missile and a tank at the same time where he can go 100 miles per hour right at you. But you're also not slowing him down. That's why he gets the fouls. It's almost there's no choice but for refs to call the fouls. It, it's like when, when they have to call fouls for Shaq. Now they have to cost value. Giannis, like you said, not comparing him to those guys, but there's just, I mean, even LeBron, like there's no, there's nothing these defenders can do. Um, and we even saw it in the, in the big leagues last season. He was doing the same too, thing. Too quick and explosive. Like yeah. that first, even for that, NBA players, that first step plus like the strength, you're just like, look, man, I, he needs to tighten the handle. Jumper needs to get better, sure. but you can't teach that first step. Yep. Yep. Um, he's also about the same. He's younger than guys that were drafted in, in this draft, which I didn't really think about un- until kind of today. My buddy texted me. He's younger than Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, and Chet Holmgren, which is pretty funny. He's, he's about the same age as Bancaro. So which got me thinking, like, where the hell would he go in a redraft of this year's draft, right? But, but regardless of that, I think the other part that makes him so fascinating is the defense. Um, I think Steve Kerr brought up the, the Sean Marion kind of comp last season. I, I, I Bet you Jonathan Kaminga doesn't know who Sean Marion is. I think if he knew, he probably said he's like, I don't want to be Sean Marion for his career, right? But I think the defensive potential is there. Um, the way he hounds a guy 94 feet is, uh, I think, pretty rare for a guy his size. He's so enormous. That's something that point guards do, Sam. And you can see Kamingas is going to be able to, if he needs to, I think in, in, in a big quarter or just in crunch time, he can do that, which is pretty impressive to see. Yeah, I mean, he he's... I don't know if he's grown since last season or just depth perception with summer league guys who are a little smaller, but like he, he's like a legit six, eight and he moves like a moves guard like a guard. Yeah. And, God. and I can't stress this enough. He's got a, he's got like an angry streak in him that you can't fake. You know what I mean? Like that's my favorite part about him where it's, he, he takes pride in it and he gets mad when dudes get over on him. I like that. Like you need, like, does he need to refine everything and channel it? Sure. Uh, that's just how it goes with younger players. But like you cannot fake that kind of giving a shit attitude. And that's what I see with him. I see like the anger and the, like the, the potential is through the roof with him in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he reminds me, he's, I think one of two guys that have the similar mentality that that's not part of, you know, Steph Draymond and Clay, but he does remind me of Jordan Poole a little bit. I think you can see the 
the, the, the types of immaturity that he's going to have, that all young players are going to have. And I think that comes with, I think, just not trying hard sometimes. I think we saw it, especially in that first game. Uh, and then you're going to see moments where I think Boston kind of scored on him a couple of times and he goes right back at him. And then you see him in crunch time. These last couple of games in crunch time, Kaminga looks unbelievable. Uh, he's hitting mid-range jumpers like he's Kawhi Leonard. He's hounding guys uh, like he's Pat Beverly. So um, I think overall good performance. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play the rest of the summer league because I think he's proved um, that he's at a level or two above all these guys in summer league. So I, I would say maybe not that there's no point playing him, but I just don't know if he's going to play anymore. So I think overall pretty successful um, summer league for Kaminga. I'll ask you one question because you brought this up. Uh, do you think – he did, and if he did, what did he improve on from last season, from the last time we saw him? Um, I don't know if he actually improved on anything other mm-hmm. than, like, has his handle got better? Still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Has his jumper got better? Still a work in progress. Has his defense got better? Hey, he played pretty good defense in the regular season. I didn't see anything. I just like the fact they took ownership of everything. Like the yeah. big thing to me is I saw the attitude of a guy who wants to be a first yeah. option. He had an awful first summer league game. Um, maybe he was jet lagged. Maybe he came out kind of like half speed thinking he could just, you know, I'm right. Jonathan Kuminga. I want a championship. I don't even try against these guys. Maybe it's one of those things, but um, he, he came into it. Like I, I just like the aggressive mindset. That's a big thing for me. Uh, he he struck me as a guy who wants to be the man, and ultimately that was the big thing for me. That's yep. the thing that I think changed. Yep. Um, all right, man. Let's get to uh, I think Warriors Twitter and Warriors fans probably favorite guy to talk about this soft season. Quindary uh, Weatherspoon. <laughs> okay. Hey, Quindary Weatherspoon had a great game. All right, uh, that's my dude, guy. He's so good. Quindary. First off, I want to say one Quindary thing. Hell yeah. That dude is. That dude's on an NBA contract if he's 6'5". Uh, he's closer to 6'3". And so I think he's going to make the NBA. I think he's going to make the Warriors this year. But it's like it's just so clear he knows how to play. But he's like, you know, you know how hard it is to make the NBA when you're 6'3"? Like, yeah. you got to have some sort of outlier skill. And, like, you know, he's not like a point guard. He's not a great shooter. He's not like GP2. Right. With the um, the right. dunking. With the so it's just yeah. like. So it's just like, but like I watch him, I'm like, this is an NBA guy. He's too good to be. He's he, he, so I think he's gonna end up getting on the Warriors roster. I think he's gonna be really helpful. For them. That's like the Warriors. Um, that that's their that's their thing. They they take these guys that I think like aren't going to be able to break into any roster. I think you you talk about GP two. I think G, JTA is another guy that I think other teams look at them and just like, yeah, we're good. Like he can't shoot, and he just he's maybe his defense isn't worth kind of doing that. And he's not, like, necessarily super athletic, so we're not going to bother. But the Warriors are like, no. Nah. Like, dude's super smart. He, he can play some defense. He can pass a little bit, which I think is, like, something other teams don't really care about anymore in the NBA. And they're just like, that's going to be a winning player for us. I'm with you, dude. Like, I think he'll make the roster. I think he'll play. Like, I think he'll soak up some, like, some of those minutes that Damian Lee was playing last season, too. So, um, pretty he's cool a better. He, I think he's a better player than Damian Lee. Uh, Damian Lee just had, like, more prototypical size than him. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just something that, like, you know, that's probably why Quindary, uh, he's too good to be in the G League. Yeah. Anyway, um, to who you wanted to get to. <laughs> I'm so excited. Mac McClung. I'm so, stop. We're not doing Mac. Stop. <laughs> I can't stand Matt McClung. He's my, he's my uh, summer league version of Damian Lee. 
um, just just un, unnecessary I'm hatred not, from Andy I'm, Lou. I'm not I'm not convinced Mac doesn't deserve to make the team. Oh God, she owes a replacement. Just gonna come out and show everyone up that that you know the eight games oh, Steph sits my. a year. Mamakon's better than Shioza though. That that is that is like to be fair, like he's probably a better <laughs> like like the guy with more of a spark than Chioza. Um although it's like I watched the summer league team and I'm like, damn, Chioza would be a good fit for, with these guys. He'd get he get people involved, you know. They just they just don't have anyone that can get Moody the Rock in the corner and get Wiseman a lob here and there, right? Um yeah. speaking of um, all right, let's get speaking to him. Let's, let's get to him. I was just being facetious with all that stuff. All right. Um Jimothy. <laughs> Big right. Hemi. Big Hemi. I'm gonna let you go first and I'll respond. Um ups and downs. Ups and downs, I think to be expected. I don't think any of us thought that he's gonna come in and average twenty five points a game. I don't think we thought he was gonna come well, in and be the best. Well, friend of the friend of the show, Joe Lacob did. Who but. yeah, I'm sure he did. Uh, I'm sure he, by the way, we're not seeing any shots of Lacob uh in the stands watching uh Big Jim. So it's it's a little depressing. Hopefully he's uh, hopefully he's in Vegas watching, but uh, d- don't think we thought he was going to be this amazing guy defensively, especially right. But I- I'll go quickly on some of the flashes that I thought were pretty good. Um, was a much better rebounder today after having two rebounds last game, um, so I thought that was great. Uh, screen screening got better, and then, and then the big thing to me is like defense got a lot better from last season. I-, I thought he was pretty bad defensively his first year, which was almost two years ago, but now he's con- contesting most shots. Um, and also having some weak side blocks. So I thought all that was pretty good. Um, the, the, some of the stuff that was not as exciting is I think he gets pushed around in the, in the paint a lot. Like he got rebounds today, but he also was bullied a lot. Boston had a bunch of these big stocky guys like Grant William lookalikes, right? Or, or like same thing, all, same thing as the Spurs. Like yeah. he's more likely to get bullied by a Draymond type. Draymond, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like a 6'7, but but 230. 240 like a guy who gets into his hips and just pushes him like like you said stocky guys yeah so i i thought that was like obvious like you like everybody watching was like ooh, that's not great and then i think the the other thing and you mentioned this was i think in the mentality stuff with kaminga is pretty cool like he gets he gets angry and all that but i think wiseman they both have that issue i think it's it's kaminga gets a little salty out there you can see the body language wiseman has it worse um you can see when he doesn't get the rock uh that he kind of just he's like well, fuck like he gets all angry and, and stuff like that so i, I think he, he didn't get the rock from our guy matt mcclung a lot um so i think that frustrated him a lot so i like i mean it is what it is but you don't really like to see that type of mentality right um so i, I think those are some bad things that i saw anyway so so i have two thoughts one's on the mentality thing uh one overall i'm kind of i thought this was better than i expected so so like i i, I am coming to this with a positive attitude but like did you see I want to talk about the mentality thing because you talked about that. In the third quarter, there was a defensive possession where Kuminga didn't switch, got into his man, and then his man passed the ball and he scored on Wiseman and Kuminga just lit into Wiseman. I um, did not. I did not. I missed. I missed that th- uh, the beginning of quintessential the third, so young quintessential young player miscommunication. But when I was watching that one, it was just like it kind of summed the two of them up, like. They're both young. They both have a long way to go. Kuminga lashed out when he's mad. Wiseman kind of like internally pouts when he's mad. You know what I mean? So Kuminga like pulled two, the Draymond? Kuminga pulled the Draymond on him? <laughs> he, he, I mean, he pulled the Kobe, to be honest. Like that sort of thing. And meanwhile, like, you know, Wiseman was like kind of like a, a physical eye roll. Like, don't, don't talk to me, dude. You know, like that sort of thing. 
And it's just like, I feel like that possession kind of summed both these guys up in a, I don't mean this in a negative way. They're 20. You know what I mean? Like they're young. That's the thing. So I want to get to the Wiseman point now, which is the more important conversation here. I agree with you. I like the fact that he played more physical this game. He got more rebounds. He did still get pushed around, but he, he, you know, he heard from the coaches. You didn't even try to box out aggressively in game one. And he at least made the adjustment. And to me, that's what matters. Like he's a work in progress. He's young. He adjusted. He pushed through there. Um, What I, what, what I, what I keep coming back to, it's not that he's not showing signs of getting better. It's not that Kuminga is not showing signs of getting better. It's that those guys are going to have to replace veteran players in the rotation next year for a championship team. And that's always, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I watch Wiseman and he looks exactly like what I would expect a young player who has physical tools, but hasn't played basketball in three years to look like. Yep. Yep. And I watch Kuminga and he looks exactly like what I would expect a hyper physically talented wing who hasn't had enough run to work through everything and refine his handle looks like. And I think they're both interesting. I like them both as players. I think they will both be good NBA players. And I think they have a chance to be great. Like I, I'm very high on Kuminga, like just to be clear. And I think Wiseman also has a chance to be really good. And I don't, and I'm, trying to what I'm trying to say is in the context of where the Warriors are I will always have a question if that makes sense because they didn't play in the playoffs last year and they won a title and the guys who played over them in the rotation last year Jerry Payton the second and Otto Porter and you can think whatever you want of Otto and GP but they are 29 years old they did know how to play basketball they weren't 20 they're gone and that's the part where I'm watching this I'm like yeah, I like him. Do I think that guy can hang in May against the Grizz? We got a lot. We we got a long way to go to get there, and that's kind of the thing where I'm watching it. And I I don't know how much I should just be excited about summer league and how fun it is and how excited I am about who they will be in three years versus like looking at who the Warriors are and being like, I'm gonna be. I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna be really fucking mad if they lose in the playoffs because they're one player short in a seven game series. And it's like, really, you couldn't bring back a veteran to be your seventh man. And I know we're a far way away from that, but that's like, that's in the back of my mind. That's watching this stuff. Whew. Hey man, it's good to have you back. Uh, oh, that was good. Hey, I, I am, I think a little less uh, concerned just because it's so far away. I think my my annoyance and patience with this is is a lot better in uh, in July, uh, just one 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 month removed from a championship. Uh, but everything you said is valid, right? I I think they could have still done this with GP two on the roster. I, I think the difference here is mostly GP two. I I think Otto Porter was always going to leave. I don't think they were ever going to pay him. Um, so the the real the real thing here is is GP two. That's really the one veteran guy, and so. Uh, and I think that's going to have to be masked with guys either going to be Moody and or Kaminga and, and not really Wiseman because I think even in the situation where Wiseman was healthy last season, I don't think Wiseman would have played in the postseason similar to those guys. And I and I think the same thing moving forward. So I, I just think watching Wiseman, I'm with you. He's actually further away than Kaminga 
He's definitely further away from Moody, who, who I believe probably should be playing postseason minutes anyway. Um, and so I think this this year, this season, I can see Moody and Kaminga playing postseason minutes. I still don't see Wiseman doing it. Again, that's just watching them now, regardless of how excited we are about these players, right? So I think it all, it all does fall upon kind of, damn, they just don't have GP2. I think that's the, that's the real big issue. Now, <clears throat> one more thing I think from my end is, I also Lester think it's you do no, no, absolutely, dude. He's he's not good. Again, it's a couple games. Do you think though that you watch a Wiseman, you watch a a Kuminga? Don't you think that when they're in a situation with Steph Clay, and now we can put you know Wiggins and, and Draymond and these guys, it, the game is going to be easier for them. You could argue that the other teams are going to be better. But I do think if Wiseman's playing in a situation where he's with Jordan Poole and Clay off the bench and Wiggins, the game is going to be easier for him versus kind of playing with guys today where we just watch them. They're, I mean, even Kaminga and Moody, they don't just don't pass the ball. And they don't understand how to play the Warrior system. So it's just a really frustrating uh, version of basketball. So do you think it would be easier for someone like a Wiseman and Kaminga the regular season? I, I tend to think so. I agree with you. And, and, like, I think that's the thing. I'm sitting here, I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be easier for Wiseman when he plays with Steph or Poole and Draymond and guys who are, you know, probably not going to miss the lob, probably going to get him that thing, get him the ball as he's cutting. Things are going to be easier. It's going to be easier for Kuminga when he's playing with better defenders and playing with Wiggins, he's playing with Draymond and guys who aren't going to make, like, rotational mistakes like Mac McClung. You know, like all of that is correct. And, and and by the way, the Warriors could always pick up a veteran at the tr- at the deadline next year as a buyout candidate. You know, that's that's like the thing where I'm like, it's not. It's just a gamble because you knew you had something that worked and they're like, we're going to clear minutes for these young guys. We're going to let those young guys play. We think we can get them up to speed in 12 months. We may actually be able to do it, but we may not. And if we can't, we'll find a guy at the deadline. Um, so it's, it's not even like I'm like, you know, like defeatist or something about it. It's just kind of like in my mind, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a new fair season. question, it's, though. It's a new season. It's a new new set of challenges. And, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a, I think it's a fair question that, that you point out because you, you watch these players and we don't know. It's like last season we watched GP2. We had no idea that the dude was going to end up playing 30 minutes in a must-win situation. And they, they kind of hit that home run, right? And again, it's like, well, they could have just paid him. I, I don't care about the luxury. It has nothing to do with me. So I, Laco can say whatever he wants to say. But at the end of the day, they could have paid him. That's the truth, right? It's not like they were not allowed to pay Gary Payton uh, the second. So, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, they run a, they run risks with playing those guys. But I think the real, the real, real question here and why we're having this longer conversation is less so about Kaminga and Moody, don't you think? It's more so about Wiseman, um, where I, I just I, – as exciting as it is to watch him and to see his improvements literally from one game to the other, he, he's, he's improved as a player. Um, you and I, I think, still agree that he's probably not going to be playing playoff minutes uh, a, a year from now in next season's postseason. And whether that matters to Warriors or not, maybe it doesn't, maybe it does. It, it certainly didn't last season. Uh, but I think that's probably the largest question because right now when I watch Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman, I can tell you two of those guys I think can at least play in the postseason, uh, regular season and probably in the postseason. But that third guy, 
probably not yet. He's a little further away. That that's that's probably what, and, I, what and, I'd say. And to to your broader point, like he should be farther away. He hasn't played yeah. basketball right. because of the injuries. He can't control it. But it's like it's the it's the two timeline thing. So like let's see. So it is what it is. I I say we go to the goons because it's like I don't feel like you know getting existential about it. But it but it's like it, it is. It's always on my back of my mind when I watch them. And like, how can how can it not be? How can it not be? They just want a title. I don't care if you if if you do not watch the Warriors and think Steph Curry is the best player in this franchise's history, and they don't have an obligation to continue trying to win around him. I'm not interested in your opinion. He like the, none of these players are gonna be as good as Steph. Everything has to revolve around that central north star like it does so it's always gonna be in the back of my mind a little bit you know but maybe things will work itself out over time and maybe maybe i'm like you know too ahead of it but like (laughs) that is the big that is the big topic yeah hey look we were in the same conversation a couple years ago it didn't work out for them in 2020 right and then it worked out for them last season and they're going to do it all over again this season we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, uh, let's get to the goons. Uh, let's see who calls in today. We've got a fair amount of people for a summer league game. Um, so if you want to you get up here and chat, just hit the, uh, hit the dial in. So first up, we got Kai. What's up, brother? Hello, uh, first time caller. Can you guys hear me? Yes, What's sir. up, guy? All right, I have a theory with Wiseman that the, the Warriors are actually developing him wrong, and they should kind of be focusing on him as a wing rather than a big. And I know it may sound wild, but I have, a, I have some, some – evidence to back up my theory um i think defensively they should be having him practice switching out a little more than he does i think that i mean what's the point of drafting an athletic freak big if you're not going to have him kind of do athletic stuff like gobert's not an athletic freak and that's why he plays in drop and he's great at it we he wiseman is athletic you might as well let him try to use his athleticism rather than rely on iq stuff and offensively I think that he should be, I mean, the only time, like the whole thing has been like, I just want to go out there and have fun, right? The only time we've ever seen him have fun was what the one, they played the Timberwolves his rookie year and he came off three down screens, right? And then stuck his tongue out after hitting three threes in a row, right? At least have him come off more pin downs, like cut away from the ball rather than just sitting there and like have him post up 40 times a game, use him as a wing and kind of try to like have him learn cutting like timings and stuff like that because i think that's the only way to be successful in the warrior system is like practicing all the different timings from cutting and stuff i i like that call it actually brings up an interesting question andy 
What do you do with a seven foot one guy who wants to be a wing? <laughs> Does he want to be a wing? I think he wants to be a point guard. Um, he yeah. did have, I will say this, in the first quarter, he had a pass from like, I haven't seen that before. Yeah. That was, that was nice to cut in Kuminga, but like, it, he speaks to the broader point where like, you watch Wiseman, he gets excited to do KD stuff, and he seems less excited to do Bogut stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's like I'm gonna I'm gonna let it play out a little bit, but it's like one of those things where it's like at some point they need him to do both, but more importantly for this team, it's Bogut stuff. Like it's more important for him to bang than it is for him to to step out and hit fadeaways, even though I think they want to give him the freedom to do both. I, I, okay, so there's both sides of the ball we could talk about here. Uh, I'm going to start offensively. So instead of as a wing, I think what he probably means is like a stretch big. Um, The the, the funny thing about these last two summer league games is that – they're kind of having to decide, and I think offensively they look better when they have one athletic non-shooting big on the floor. You can only pick one, right? It's either Kamingo or it's either Wiseman. Uh, and, and I do think I do not I do not envy Steve trying to figure this out in the regular season <laughs> based on the current status of the two of them. Right, right. I mean, he might. This might be a question for him to figure out like four years from now, right? So uh, maybe not right now, but it's like. Though that's that's I think kind of the issue uh, on offense because right now both of them are just clogging up the paint. Whether it be Kaminga needing needing the full paint open so he can drive, which is extremely effective we've seen, or it's James Wiseman as the rim rolling big post up ish kind of guy. Um, and so I think offensively that's kind of an issue. And then when they try to play both guys, it's it's just kind of weird and funky. Partly just because they haven't played together. Partly because neither of them can shoot or spread the floor um, consistently. And then defensively, I, I, I do I actually think the NBA is kind of moving back towards having bigs go and drop. There's just not many teams that have a Draymond Green at the five, or even actually. Let's be honest. Not many teams have a Kavon Booney. <laughs> that that's a five that can come out and can we actually can we actually be honest? Can we be honest here? Not many teams have a Steph Curry, <laughs> where where drop is just death coverage. Like most, like Dame can shoot. Dame not Dame's not killing you in drop four or seven the way Steph is. Right. But anyway, that's that's the point. Like Steph makes you not play drop. A lot of other players, it's like if you play good drop coverage, you can live. The only guy, <laughs> and I, and I think we saw we saw Boston kind of do that. So I, I I don't know. I I think they're trying new things with both of these players. I mean, we're seeing Kaminga handle and run pick and roll. We're seeing Moses Moody run pick and roll, which is like, dude, we're, we might never see that in the regular season in the next seven seasons. As much as I'd love to say Moses Middleton. By the way, we didn't even talk about Moses Moody yet. Uh, who who's been pretty damn good the last couple of games. But I think they're just trying new stuff in summer league. Um, I also think that Wiseman's been pretty decent defensively, Sam, just in terms of, I think, contesting, moving his feet laterally. Uh, the rebounding is leaving something to be desired, to be honest, but I thought the rest of the defense has it. It's been, it's been much better. That's what I think. I agree with you. I think he um, – my, my read on Wiseman's defense is I've loved his engagement level. I think his first effort has been awesome. I think he's gotten beaten – by the second and third pass, the way young players do. Yeah. But, like, yeah. if you asked me, 
I mean, I, this is a this is a uh, ten out of ten defensive performance in summer league. Like, I I could not ask for more out of him defensively than what I've seen yeah. in summer league. Like, I'm not down on him. My my again, my question it comes down to when it when he figures it out versus when you know what the Warriors are doing. It's always it's always like a timing question. It's not like a like I don't think he's gonna be a good player question. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep moving. Archie. Hey guys. What's up, Archie? Karima actually took what I was going to say, so shout out to Karima. I was just going to say that um, Wiseman, uh, for me, he just has to continue to learn um, to really go from, like, such a limited, you know, number of games where he was playing in college to, you know, just limited action to the pros where his season kind of got cut short. He's never had a training camp. Um, He's continuing just to kind of to learn. I think like even watching them over these last two games, uh, I've been a little bit more even keel where it's it's just I'm happy that he's out there after everything that he's kind of been through. Um, but I think like the big thing for him, he just needs to continue just to kind of be more sound uh, with what he's doing. Like one thing that I noticed uh, specifically in the summer league for him in the two games, he's been a little bit more disciplined as far as you know, setting himself and not jumping for every freaking thing. He did that so much in the 2021 season where now he's kind of realizing, you know, in small flashes that, oh, I have the length to kind of change the shot regardless. I don't have to necessarily jump for every single thing. And you can see it. And it's just like, I think as he gets more repetitions with with everything, we'll have a clear um, understanding of, you know, what he can actually be specifically for the team. Um, I think the training camp, uh, with him, with the rest of the players, it's going to simplify, simplify, simplify a lot of the things that he'll have to do so that the things that he'll need to refine over long periods of time, he'll have a chance to do that without it making it look like he's like the premier guy that has to do everything. Cause that won't be the case with Curry, you know, Clay, uh, Wiggins, Dre, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think they'll come, you know, with time with Kaminga and Moody, I feel like they'll be rotation guys. Um, I think they're locked from rotation guys um, as we'll get closer to the, you know, the postseason. Um, yeah. I do have a question for both of y'all, just yeah. like a Russian roulette. If you had to pick between one of them succeeding as far as whether you want to say perennial all-star, all-NBA, whatever, um, between Kaminga and Wiseman, <laughs> which player would you rather have and why? Wait, wait, wait hold on. So wait, hold on. The question is, which player at their peak do we think is like what 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 what's the question? Are you asking us like in five like are you asking us in five years who's my guy or like this like year? not necessarily who's the guy but if one if one would succeed and the other would fail specifically with this team who would you want to succeed and why like at as, at their peak level yeah. wants wants or feel like like because like I want them both wants. to succeed. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to make people think I like hate yeah, Moses yeah. Moody or something. Yeah, like, you just, Nobody does. <laughs> What's that? I'll say Phil. Okay. 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 All right. Sam, I guess I'll go first. Um, I'm betting on Kuminga. I think it's going to take him multiple years to get there. But in terms of physical skill set, like. They're both freaks. 
let's just be let's be honest about it. Wiseman's like, like the biggest dude in the league. Now I don't even know if that's a good thing or not. It's just, it's just and, and like guys, his guys, guys his size don't move like that. They don't like run Kuminga, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like Kuminga is a six eight wing who yes. jumps like a six foot guard. Yes. Um, yes. They're both freaks. Um, I think Kuminga's probably a little more effortless athletically, which makes you think there's a better chance he can he can get a he can stay healthy. But when I watch the two of them, I'm just like, I'm gonna go with the wing who's angry. I like the wing with the angry mentality, just personally, all things equal. He doesn't need his shot set up for him. Well, no, to be fair, he needs his shots up for right now. <laughs> for now, like, for now. Long for now. long time. I do think he's got shot creation, wing playmaker profile to him. Whereas uh Wiseman's, you know, Wiseman's best case is is being like a, you know, a big who destroys the paint, you know, like like Anthony Davis is the greatest scenario. Like, wow. I don't I don't think either I don't think either of them are gonna hit the highest of highs of that, but like what I'm saying is all things equal. I'm going to ride with the wing in this scenario, particularly when I know he's angry. I think, okay. Uh, I, it's, by the way, I, I tend to agree with what you said. I'm just going to try to twist uh, the answer so I can answer it both ways because, dude, it's freaking mid-July. What else are we going to talk about? Um, I do think that Wiseman probably has a higher uh, chance at being a player on a winning basketball team. Because I think he could be some version of like either a JaVale McGee, and, and that might be the floor for him, or a you know a Rudy Gobert that can stretch the floor a little bit, right? And, and maybe more offensively refined, something like that. Now, Rudy Gobert is just elite defensively, so that's that's maybe more of a ceiling kind of thing. But I think that that's like a winning basketball player. I think Wiseman's most likely going to be that type of guy throughout his career. But with Kaminga... He's probably the guy that can be the number one option. Like, think, you know, Jason Tatum, who was just in the post, Jimmy Butler, you mentioned that was in the NBA Finals a few years ago. But I also do think he might end up being someone like a Paul George, who he just might not want to be a number two guy, even though Paul George is now. But you could just see him being that type of player where he only has like a one round ceiling. I know I'm kind of stretching it here, Sam. I know I'm kind of reaching <laughs> right now. But I, I, I do think there is some where Kaminga's like, hey, I have to be the number one option. I just – I'm can, not I – I, right? I don't actually disagree with you. I I, I, I tweeted this out. I said mm. um, I think there's a better chance Wiseman is a good player. And I think Kaminga has the higher ceiling to be a great player. You know right? what I'm saying? Like, I'm with like you. It's, yep. Like, like – Kuminga, or sorry, Wiseman has too many tools to not be productive. Just yep. like, yep, and for winning, 10 years. when I mean productive, I mean winning productive. They yep. both have tools to be productive. Yep. What I mean is like, Wiseman's going to eventually figure out how to at least protect the rim and finish inside a little bit. And at minimum, every team on earth could use that. Like, there's not a team in America who's like, oh no, we don't want a guy who can block shots and finish inside, right? Um, but with that said, like, Kuminga, I think, just has the higher chance of reaching like superstardom and you know we'll see we'll see and, p- and part of that is just like like you said the part of that is just being a six 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 seven way i mean those guys are just going to have a higher ch- that's why people always pick um wings over steph curry that's why they all they've picked you know friend of the show McMenamin, you know car anthony towns anthony davis over stuff and it's just it's just because of that of size like people pick kevin durant over him but at the end of the day it's like 
because those guys are easier. It's easier for them to succeed. And then, you know, unless Wiseman turns out to be, that's a, it's a different story, right? So we got Luke jumping on. What's up, brother? Hey, buddy. How are you? Are you good? Luke, what's up, my man? How's the junket over at uh, Summer League, buddy? You got to get plenty of freebies or what? When, when, when are we getting the exclusive wage tweets, mate? What's the story? Come on, give us uh, some inside I will be home. I will be home. I miss my son. I will be home um, in a day or so, and give me a couple days, and I'll put out something for for the goons. Privately. Yeah, good. I need, so the, I need, the, I need the newsletter. I need the newsletter back. <laughs> um, give me give me a few days, and I got you. But you know, let me let me do my man. road thing until then. Good man. Um, yes. I know we're going to talk about the kids and stuff, but Andy, can you just do your fucking job and call Kevin Durant, mate, and get it sorted? Can we just do that, please? <laughs> Just say you're sorry. Oh, no, you know, he should never have left. He knows that. You know you shouldn't have called him out. Bring him back. <laughs> Let's just get this done. Like, seriously, it's so fucking obvious where he needs to go. It'll, la- it'll last six months, Luke. I can't help him, man. I, I could be his therapist, you know, if you want to. Oh, my God. Me. He comes back. It's, uh, oh, this is it's, – it's like when um, – so when your boy gets back with, uh, oh, you know, the, and you know it's a bad idea, and you have to pretend it's a good idea. Oh, <laughs> I, God. I, I, I know, I know, I know. Warriors fans and people here are going to push back on it, but I'm just to your point, Sam, about winning the title. Like I'm still over the moon about. It. I think it's fucking great. But don't you think? Like I know, I'm, I'm not a salary cap guy, like Fake Logic and you and all that. I'm not, but. Surely putting them two back together prolongs both their careers. Do you know what I mean? Like, just go, yeah, sweet. Like, like, let's just win fucking six or seven rings and just say fuck you to everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, let's just do it. Like, you know, he know he's never going to be embraced like the good guy and that. But my point, anyway, so I don't want to rant because I've got other callers. But what I wanted to ask yeah, you, boys, you is... Can you can go. It's, it's Mitchell, yeah. you can keep going. Oh, keep mate, going. I'm just, I'm just, I just, yeah. As I said, I've been on record heaps of times. I think he should never have fucking left. I think they would have been the greatest duo of all time. But well, what I wanted to ask, because I was talking about in the Discord, is what do you guys think? Do you think him, this all this bullshit about him staying with Brooklyn or not staying with Brooklyn now, Kyrie saying he never wanted out, do you think that affects what the Warriors' next move is? Or do you think they're just moving as is? Or do you think they're just kind of like, did you just see the thing this morning with our friend of the show, oh, Rick Buecher, fucking friend of the show? Um, did you see what he said about he reckons he's been reaching out to Kevin Durant, which is probably bullshit. But do you guys reckon... What did he say? He, he said Rick Buecher, said, Rick Buecher said Steph reached out to KD. Is that, that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. He said he's reached out to him saying, what are the... Ch- what You know, what, let, let's put that in fucking inverted Set. commas. Like, seriously. Sam sources, can you confirm if that is true or not true? I will not. I will not lower <laughs> my dignity to engage in the Buker conversation. Um, I think I do actually. I mean, Mike, you want my gut feeling? Yeah. I don't think yeah. the Warriors are stopping everything they're doing because of the KD rumor. So yeah. that's just my gut feeling. That's well, what, hey. And I also like, I, honestly. I, I kind of don't think he's getting traded anytime soon. That's yeah. just, that's my gut. That's my gut feeling. That's my gut feeling. Hold, hold he on. A, he signed it. He signed the most KD thing on earth is he signed a four-year contract, and <laughs> no then he tried option. the flower, and they tried the player power thing. Like it's just <laughs> he's, so, he's so emotional. Hey, hey, just, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it lands, but it just doesn't seem like a move anyone has to make. You know, 
by Friday, Luke. That's all. I'll tell you right now. But but look, the Warriors, they've got open roster spots. They're they could be signing veterans right now. They are not. They are not. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's 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 what that's why I'm asking. Exactly. I've been talking about in the Discord. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's the, like, what's the story? Like, everyone seems to be still waiting about this Aiton thing and all this stuff. Like, what's the story? Like, I just I can't stress it enough, boys. Like, he should never have fucking left. Andy, you should never have pissed him off. I know that. But fuck, like, <laughs> it's just he has the perfect role here, mate. Just let Steph do all the PR shit, mate. Get your thirty a game. Let Banksy let his fucking tweets off. Let, just let it all happen. It's all good. <laughs> Just let it go. It's all like, it's all good, mate. I've got. I think about other stuff all the time. Some of the, the girls I had in the past, mate. You know, I'm married man. Now it's all good, but like, doesn't matter. Like, you know, sometimes it's all good. Like, you know, just come back. It's all good. Just anyway, come- cheers, boys. Thanks for thanks, thanks for being around. Anyway, cheers, boys. Uh, cheers, brother. Oh my god, that's Luke, good. Luke, oh. Luke we love you. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Um, do you Luke, want to talk to KD way, Luke, for you can, thirty you can, seconds? You can, tell, you can tell Luke's a married man with a child. He's like, he's like, keep the big picture. It's not that big a deal, guys. He said, keep the big picture, the big picture. I've been told that by people in their early forties. Um, I've never understood what that meant, but maybe now I do. Um, <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's let's close it out with this then, since since uh, since Luke wanted to talk some KD. Um, I. I think it's fascinating. I, th- I think Marcus, Marcus MT, friend of the show, talked about how Steph and Light years inside Marcus. You know, he works for us. Uh, you know that. Uh, talked about how the core talked to and, and wanted to and is in alignment on, on having KD on the team if he wants to do that. And then he also said on this same breath, like, this is very unlikely to happen. So that conversation, it was a couple of weeks ago now. And since then, absolutely nothing has happened. Uh, but, but, Sam, I think the more time this goes on, it, it does feel like if – Let me ask you Let me ask you a question. Mm. If, mm. If, you, if you found out you could get KD for, uh, let's say, one veteran, you know, maybe, maybe a big wigs, maybe – No. Uh, no. Nah. I'll train Draymond. He's, <laughs> he's, he, would, he would find a way to ruin the deal. Oh, so maybe, maybe a big wigs. Uh, maybe a uh, maybe one of the young guys. Right. Maybe some picks. Yeah. Where would you land? Uh, that's so, a, that's a, my whole thing is I think the Warriors are going to wait to see what happens and be like, all right, if that's the best offer, do we beat it or do we not beat it? Exactly. And that's where I was going. And, and, I, and my point was like, well, if Phoenix can't do it, if they can't get an offer on the table, if the Pelicans aren't going to move Brandon Ingram – uh, and the best you got is Mikael Bridges. I don't know, you know. And and who else? Who else is out there? Uh, Lakers aren't going to do anything. They're going to try their best to get Kyrie. It, it's like who else is out there? And if all you need to do is throw some unprotected picks out there, uh, and, and like you said, maybe one young guy, maybe two. The Warriors have five of them, fifteen of them. Throw some vets. Do you do that? And this might stretch into like September, right, or something, something crazy like that. Oh, but, easy. Easy. You know, October, maybe mid-season. But, uh, you know, you know I do it. Shit. You know I do it. But I'm a sick guy. It just, I just think it'd be so funny for Kevin to come back. Kevin, part of, Kevin. Part of me feels like he's going to be miserable after one year again. And we're going to do Kevin, the dance again. Kevin, I'm in Brooklyn. You're not responding. I, I tried to find you. 
<laughs> yeah, and by the way, this guy's not even lying. I, I know this stops. You and him going, you and him going out to the bars tonight. It's still, it's midnight. It's midnight. And with that being said, we should probably get out of here. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be out of here. Appreciate everyone. Thank you for subscribing. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.